We'll go to our book critic for the week. Catherine Robertson joins me. Hi, Catherine. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. So, Christmas on the way, and how is your pile of books? (laughs) Well, I think there's an awful lot of books that come out in the lead-up to Christmas, um, and my to-read pile is, like it is literally teetering and I have to be very careful because it's like by the side of my bed and it's like playing playing a game of Jenga when yeah. I have to pull, pull one out and not send the whole lot onto the floor. I love um, Victoria. My wife hates starting a new book. It's uh, She's at her grumpiest when she's got to get into a new oh. book. She loves being in the middle of a book. But for me, it's a time of great excitement because sometimes I feel a bit trapped when I'm reading a book, even if I'm enjoying it. I'm like, I can't do anything but read that book. But once I'm free again... I could choose anything whatsoever, Catherine. I love approaching I think the this pile. This is a psychological test that I think more people should take. I don't know <laughs> what it's going to reveal, but that's really interesting. Yeah, so you enjoy approaching your pile with caution and picking what you're going to read next. Yeah, and I do it by mood on the whole. Yeah. Like there is a couple of ones that have been lingering, and I think I'm going to save them till like summer when I can sit outside and have a decent amount of time for reading because I do tend to snatch it in, you know, short bursts. And I think I'm going to save – I've got Pip Adams' audition that I'm going to save. And I've actually got Burnham Wood by Eleanor Cannon. And I'm going to save them as well till summer, I feel. Well, what what do you have on the go? What have you made your way through? Right. We have got three novels, all by New Zealand authors, but in three completely different genres. Um, And I'd say, again, more proof of the range and the quality of New Zealand fiction. Um, The first one is called Emergency Weather, and it's by Tim Jones. And Tim's an award-winning novelist and a short story writer. Um, He's he's also taught uh, fiction writing. He is also a climate activist, and this book is in a genre that they call cli-fi, which is um, essentially sci-fi or speculative fiction with a climate change focus. So Emergency Weather is set in the very near future, like it could be next week, Um, and it tells the stories of three characters, Zeke, who's a teen, Sarah, a scientist, and Ali, whose um, husband, farmer husband, has recently committed suicide. Um, and they all find themselves in Wellington, um, just as it's about to be smashed by a superstorm. Gosh. I know. And um, But what I really admire about this book is its restraint. I mean, there's a message, sure, but um, Tim doesn't actually hammer you with it. And he gets you really involved with the characters, and through them he explores a lot of the nuances and the conflicts around um, the issue of climate change. So more about you know how it affects different people and how they how they look at it and yeah. you know what how much they can actually do about it personally um, and it's really it's a really tight action packed novel it's like got the pacing of a good thriller uh, which I mean honestly I, I ripped through it in a very yeah. short space of time um, and I'd say that Tim is realistic enough not to expect that the novel's going to convert anybody to the cause. But it is an intelligent and it's a plausible and a highly readable portrayal of this very complex and urgent problem. So, yeah, loved it. Yeah. And that's an interesting question about whether a novel could ever convert somebody to the cause. And maybe if it's trying that hard to convert people, then it ceases to be a novel and starts becoming something else. The, the, The best a novel can do probably is help you to see something through somebody else's eyes maybe but 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 the moment um well maybe it can do more than that but that's one good thing it can do but mm. the, the moment you feel like you're being preached to or like the author is trying to convince you of something is maybe when you sort of lose a bit of that disbelief 
Yeah, and it almost becomes in a weird way, it's either a polemic or it's sort of satire and, and none of those really, you know, works. Um, and this is very much a novel first and, you know, a climate change warning second. So stuff. I yeah. love that idea of three sort of um, unique people thrown together in Wellington uh, in the middle of the storm. I think that uh, sounds really inviting. Good one. Yep, That's Emergency great. Weather by Tim Jones. And then Secrets of the Land by Kate Mahoney. Yeah, um, Kate, is, this is actually, I've, no, I knew, I've known Kate for quite a few years, um, and this is her first novel, um, but she's written a lot of short stories, like flash fiction in particular is her speciality. Um, and Kate grew up in Taranaki, where this novel is set, um, and it's, it's essentially a mystery. Um, it, re- it really effectively uses a past-present narrative structure um, to bring all the story strands together in a fairly dramatic conclusion. Um and there is the odd ghost as well, Ooh. but it is a book that is firmly rooted in reality. Um, and in the present, we have Imogen, who is a journalist living in Melbourne, and she meets a stranger who tells her that her grandfather in rural Taranaki needs her help. Uh, Imogen did not know that her grandfather was even alive, so this is a surprise to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she decides to investigate. Uh, but in the past, we go back to sort of the, the eve of the land wars and there's a couple of young Irishmen um, who have been recruited by the British government. They've sort of gone off to the Australian gold mines and have not having much luck and um, and I think it was a fertile ground for recruiting mm. soldiers for the land wars. Um, and Kate, you know, uh, Marnie being an Irish name, she comes from good Irish stock and some of these um, characters are based on people who were in her family. Uh, and she, it, look, it's just really well researched. It's very sensitively written because it does deal with things, obviously, from the colonisation point of view. Um, also, I am quoted on the cover saying, I loved this book. <laughs> I, I seemed a really kind of you know, intelligent and well thought out review. But I also said that in the email, and that's what they chose to put on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that's nice and simple and straightforward. I know somebody who asked a friend uh, for a quote for their book, and the quote that came back was, almost damningly miles and, and and then they felt obligated to put it on the book so now it's stuck there <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's almost like good is not or great is not the word uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh cool Kate Marnie it's pronounced I think M-A-H-O-N-Y and it's Secrets of the Land good yeah. stuff yeah it has a beautiful cover by the way I'm just saying are you writing much at the moment Catherine? No, I'm not, which is bad. I should be. Um, I've got some books, but I've got some romances coming out next year. Oh. I could tell you more about that at a future date. Please do. Okay, well, one of your neighbours in Hawke's Bay then has a book. Um, yes, indeed. So this is, um, again, sort of, you know, now for something completely different. Uh, this is a humorous fantasy novel by author, bookseller, magician and Dungeons and Dragons fanatic, Um in, in Hawke's Bay, Gareth Ward from Wardini Books. Um, and last year... He introduced us to a character called Tarquin the Honest, who's based on one of his Dungeons and Dragons characters. Um, and Tarquin is a wizard, an elf, and a vain, untrustworthy coward. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Tarquin is not quite as craven in book two, which is called rather hilariously um, Ocean's Elven, um, with a play on the Ocean's Eleven, you know, oh, yeah, movie. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, as you might guess, centres on a heist that Tarquin and his sidekicks have planned. Um, they need to thwart the magical security systems of the Eldoran Museum of Elven History and steal the priceless ocean stone. 
there are on the way also vampires and the Thieves Guild to battle Tarquin's ex-girlfriend, who dumped him, um, and the risk of doing deals with some demons. But the characters are terrific. It's really funny. Um, my favourite character is probably Tarquin's sidekick, who's uh, very frank. She's Luna. She's a female gnome, and her two main loves in life are stabbing people and eating sandwiches. Um, so I, <laughs> I think Paris said at the launch that this is going to be the last Tarquin book for a little bit. He's writing. He's got some other plans, um, which is also exciting. Uh, but yeah, I just it's just not even just. I mean, fantasy fans are going to love it. But I think even if just somebody wants a light, humorous read with some really funny lines in it, just and a good action-packed plot that is full of ridiculousness and it works out very well, I think I just think it's huge fun. I loved it. You've got a growing, strong community of writers in Hawke's Bay. We've got heaps, and I suppose we should do it. We, we better do a plug. I'll be absolutely remiss. Yeah. Um, not to do a plug for Hawke's Bay Readers and Writers Festival, um, to which you are attending and cheering the wonderful Nicola Toki about her book that's just come out, Critters of Aotearoa. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. It's not often that uh, Nicola and I get to um, appear in person. Um, what else is going on at that festival? Okay, well, we've got a good, I mean, because it's a really tiny one, you know, we're just a group of volunteers because um, I'm on the trust and we've got um, two great ones for the Friday night. We just go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so that's the yeah. 27th to 29th of October. On the Friday night, we're kicking off with Monty Suter and Michael Bennett, you know, who were um, both shortlisted for the Ockham yeah, Fiction yeah, Book yeah. Awards. Right. And they're talking about, you know, kind of the new way of um, storytelling, putting Murray at the centre of, of the fiction. Um, and then followed by the wonderful Noelle McCarthy sharing Emma Espiner, Dr. Emma Espiner, on her amazing memoir. Brilliant. So, oh, unbelievable. And we've got... Um, Deborah Coddington and Jane Usher, who've been collaborating on a book about bookshops, independent bookshops in New Zealand. Oh, how wonderful. I know, which I think is going to come out next year. Um, but they are talking about what makes a really good coffee book table book. You know, what yeah. actually makes it something that people want to buy and keep as a kind of a treasure. Um, we've got Chris Sanders, who was also shortlisted for the Ockham. Catherine Chidgey, who, of course, won the big prize last year. Uh, talking magpies with Marty Smith. Um, we've got a cool, um, really cool session with Fiti Hiriaka chairing a, um, of new voices, like um, debut novelists. Yeah. So Irene, Irana Narewa, whose book The Bone Tree is freaking amazing. Um, and Josie Shapiro, who came up with Everything Beautiful, um, Everything's Beautiful and Everything Hurts. And they're talking with the local poet, Nafanua Kersal, um, um with Fiti, and that's going to be incredible. So I hope you can go along to that. And then our best-selling one at the moment, which is possibly indicative of um, the demographic of the area, is Sir Roger Hall and Joe Bennett. Oh, great. About. Yeah. <laughs> fun. So, well, it's yeah. going to be a, a fun catch-up for our post-festival drinks in by the sounds of things. Thanks. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Good stuff, Catherine. Lovely to chat to you, and thanks for the recommends. No worries. See you next time. Catherine Robertson in Hawke's Bay. Um, talking about that Hawke's Bay Literary Festival, but also three books she's been reading. Tarquin, The Honest, Ocean's Elven, which is that new fantasy one from Gareth Ward. Secrets of the Land by Kate Marnie. Marnie? And Emergency Weather by Tim Jones.